You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. It's the fourth week of the Advent and we light up the candle of joy. There's this moment in our home where Shelly has the tree all decorated just how she wants it and it's, it's unique and different and beautiful every year. And when she's done, we light up the Christmas tree and there's great joy. There's this feeling of joy in our hearts and in our home. We've made room for this Christmas tree and now it lights us up. What about Christmas lights you up? <laughs> what brings you great joy during this season? Now, through the season of Advent, our theme has been, God is now here, which, which comes from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 7.14 says, Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And we were reminded that Emmanuel literally translates as God with us. So God is now here in Jesus. So today, I want to recapture the story of Christmas for us. Um, in Luke 2 beginning in verse 8. And I want us to walk in the light of that joy that comes from recapturing the story of what Christmas is really all about. And you're familiar with this story, I'm sure, from Luke 2, beginning in uh, verse 8. It reads like this, That night the shepherds were staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snugly strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those to whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in a manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened, what the angel had said about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. So here's our big idea for this fourth Sunday of Advent 2020. The Christmas light brings joy to the world. Now the Christmas light is Jesus, and the Christmas light is to uh, be us, followers of Christ. The Christmas light brings joy to the world. (laughs) So here's the thing about the Christmas light. The Christmas light is good news. This is very... Uh, a Christian phrase that we use, right? We talk about the gospel, and gospel literally means good news. Well, the Christmas light, Jesus, is good news. Now, I hear this this phrase, good news, all the time. My, my little boy, Niall, he'll say, hey, Dad, good news. I saw a dog. <laughs> he, we're, we're driving down the road, and, and, and Niall is, is nine. He has, he has autism, and he loves dogs. And he'll say, hey, Dad, good news. I saw a dog. And that is good news. Now, the light of, of good news is is uh, makes us think what is good, what is the good news what is the good news about christmas is, is it good news that it's time to decorate that the good news is better than that <laughs> is it good news that uh, i'm going to see family well yeah but but good news is, is better than that getting out of school for my kids they love that but the good news is better than that santa claus is coming to town absolutely but the good news is better than that 
Maybe we should call it the better news. <laughs> On the night we read about here in Luke 2, the angel appears to the shepherds and says, Don't be afraid, like you do. Uh, <laughs> I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all people. There is born to you this day in the city of David a, a Savior who is the Messiah. Now notice the message of the angel. First spoke to their most important need. Fear not. I mean, if you show up, I mean, if, if a messenger from God just suddenly appears in your presence, it's just suddenly right there, well, yeah, the first the first need you have is to, whoa, chill. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Perfect love is the presence of God. The birth of Jesus, our Emmanuel, God with us, the light of the world, this is the good news. Maybe you're like the shepherds who have a heart of fear. And they had this fear that struck them. Immediately the angel said, fear not. Maybe you have fear about the economy, fear about the government, pay, uh, paying your bills. Maybe there's fear about some health issue for, for yourself or your loved one. Um, <laughs> maybe this next year will be worse than this year. And then fear. <laughs> the good news is that Jesus is Lord over all. That's the good news. Jesus is Lord over all. All. 1 John 4.18 reminds us that such love, this love of Christ, this love of God through Christ, has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of judgment, and this shows that his love has not been perfected in us. So perfect love casts out fear like light casts out darkness. This is good news of great joy because the light and the perfect love is Jesus. God is now here, and he is our Lord over everything that we may face. Now, the Christmas light is the good news, and the good news is bigger than anything you may be facing. And this Christmas light is for everyone. You might want to write that down if, you, if you're a note taker. The Christmas light is for everyone. A number of years ago, I pastored a church in, in Arkansas, and we had opened a food pantry to the people in our community. And we decided one Christmas that we literally wanted to light up Christmas and give away uh, this, the, a, a, a package of, of, uh, of 100 Christmas lights to every uh, everybody who came to get a, a box of food at the food pantry for December. And, uh, and we had a lot of donations. We were able to get a, a lot of these Christmas lights and prepare them. So this man comes through, and he asks, what is this? He pulls this, this box of Christmas lights out, and it was almost like, is he offended that we, I mean, does he not celebrate Christmas? Is he Jew? I, we didn't know. Like, and he was like, what is this? And I was like, well, it's Christmas lights. He goes, huh, never had Christmas lights before. And, and it was it was shock to us. We we didn't we had it, literally could not wrap our brains around someone who has never had, never had Christmas lights in his life. And as, and he went on to just tell us briefly. It's like yeah, he grew up in a home where they didn't really celebrate Christmas. Um, he's never had a Christmas tree. He's never had lights. He's never had ornaments. Um, he's he's never owned. He never had. Per for him our owned Christmas decorations at all. This was his very first. Here's a man who is in his 50s or 60s who is receiving his very first Christmas lights. It's hard to imagine there being a grown man who's never had Christmas decorations, right? Could, could it be possible that we take the message of Jesus for granted and sometimes assume that everybody's heard it by now? The truth is, the light of the good news of Jesus is for everyone, but so many people still really ha haven't experienced it. Why did God choose shepherds watching their flock in the middle of the night to announce the birth of the Messiah? Could it be that, well, they're, they're the only ones awake? <laughs> you imagine the shepherds out there and, you know, the angel appears and they're like, well, guess I'm the only one awake because, you know, here's, here's something happening nobody else knows about. 
could <laughs> all the respectable folk maybe with respectable jobs that are done in the daytime are asleep but sheep wrangling now this is a common profession but it's not a well respected one so God chose these guys I really believe this he showed he chose shepherds to show that no matter how insignificant you may think you are God knows you and you matter to him how often do we miss the joy that God has for us by feeling like we're just not good enough? Guess what? None of us are really good enough. It's not about being good enough. It's about what God has done. It's about, about a God who is good all the time. That's what it is. Like We say that, right? God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So it's not about you or me being good enough. It's about a God who is good all the time. And the good news of Jesus is for everyone. 1 Corinthians one twenty seven says, this is from the message paraphrase, isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses, chose these nobodies to expose the hollow pretensions of the somebodies? Isn't it, I mean, isn't it obvious this is how God works? The Christmas light is for everyone. What, what does this mean? Well, it encourages me that God really does love me. He really is with me. He really does have a purpose for me. And this time of year, a lot of folks feel depressed. I, I get that. I get texts and calls uh, quite regularly, even in a, even with a small church plant. At least a part of this ha has to be because we have all the time, we have all the toys, but we kind of feel like, I don't really have a purpose here. The birth of Jesus announces that God is now here, and he's bringing joy with him. And you, part of your purpose is, is to receive and live in that joy. The Christmas light is for everyone, and yes, that includes you. And the Christmas light just isn't, doesn't just shine. It moves us to worship. The Christmas light moves us to worship. One of my favorite movies, one of our family's favorite movies, is the Christmas movie Elf. And uh, it's 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 just a class. It's become a classic for us, probably for a lot of people too. And there's a scene where Buddy the Elf, who is this human adult who has grown up thinking he was an elf the whole time at the North Pole, um, he he he's uh, he's got a job. He happens to walk into by accident, and nobody really hired him. He just showed up dressed as an elf, and they assumed he worked there at at the at the department store at Christmas time. And and they say Santa's gonna come, and and and, and Buddy's so excited, Santa! He's coming! He's coming! And he gets everything ready and the next day the department store santa comes right it's the guy with the fake beard like you see uh, he really doesn't really look at all like santa um kudos to the dudes who grow out the beards and and everything and and do the real santa thing uh you guys are awesome but this guy he's the typical department store santa fake beard and everything and buddy's like wait a minute who are you you're not santa you smell of beef and cheese you sit on a throne of lies right and he does all this and he's got this little santa's got this kid on his lap and he's like would you shut up and then he, buddy the elf pulls down the de-beard santa and they fight he fights he fights like crazy with this fake santa now <laughs> would you have responded the same way that buddy the elf did to the imposter santa of course not and here's why because you don't have the belief in Santa Claus that Buddy the Elf has. See, see, Buddy the Elf knew Santa Claus. And so this, this, he realized, I have a relationship with Santa, and this is not Santa. And for Buddy, nothing but the real Santa would do. Now, back to our Christmas story. When the angels left the shepherds, look what the shepherds did. They responded, let's go to Bethlehem and see this. 
They said, they said they dropped everything and they went to worship Jesus. They did. They, they said, let's go see this. They could have ignored it, right? They, hey, did you see that? See what? Me neither. Right? They could have done that. They could have ignored it or they, or they could have analyzed it. Shall we go? Shall we go see this? Hold up. Hold up. Let's think this through. What did the angel really mean? Right? They could have analyzed or, or, or you know what? They could have debated it. We need to go see this. No, no, no. We need to stay with the sheep. No, we, they said this is the Messiah. No, God wouldn't want us to leave our responsibilities. Right? They could have that debate. But they didn't do any of this. They believed and they worshipped. They didn't say, let's go see if this is true. Let's, they said, let's go see this thing that has happened. Romans 10.9 says, For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that, that, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confessing with your mouth the good news is an act of worship. It's not enough to just hear it. It's not enough to just look upon it and say, oh, how sweet. Worshiping the source of light, which is God, brings you out of the dark. Worshiping the source of light brings you out of the dark. Now, Jesus is good news of great joy to everyone. And, and when we really believe that, we worship him which is letting this Christmas light into every part of our lives. That's really what, 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 what worship is. And this, this year, this, this time of year reminds us that really worship is letting this Christmas light, the light of God, Jesus, into every part of our lives. And when this happens, this Christmas light makes us shine. We shine. So the Christmas light, it moves us to worship and it makes us shine. When I was a teenager, well, my brother and I was a teenager, my, my younger brother. We were both teenagers. We lived in a small town in Kentucky, and my dad pastored us a church there. And, and then on Sunday night, we had, you know, our tradition was on Sunday night, fam, like a family thing, family night, because Sunday's a long day for a preacher's family, uh, especially then because we had two services. We had Sunday morning, Sunday night service. Sunday night service, church is over, all that stuff. You go home, you hit order pizza from the local pizza place in this small town to be delivered. And we would spend Sunday night watching a movie or, or football or, or sports or something else all in the living room together eating pizza and my brother took on this responsibility because some for some reason he loved to, to go to the the door meet the delivery guy our girl uh, and and uh, and get the pizza and, and and pay them that's how it worked back then you know we do online and pick up drive-through stuff today but 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 he did this he would get the pizza and my dad noticed something after a little while that my brother was getting the pizza closing the door and turning off the light it's dark outside and 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 this pizza person my dad's like why do you do that he's like well no you you know you close the door and turn off the light that's what we do and he's like no the the pizza delivery person is still at the door you close the door turn off the light they have to be able to see to get to their car you turn off the light when they really need it and my brother has kept doing that and 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 he swears he never did it on purpose it just was a habit he would turn off the light out of habit my dad still says to this day some you know almost 40 years later that he was doing it on purpose (laughs) whether it's on purpose or whether it's out of habit what good is a light that you turn off at the very moment that others need it most? The scripture says that the angel appeared. One angel. And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. One angel. And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. 
So the angel tells them not to be afraid and gives them the message, the message. And then suddenly, it's like there's one angel, the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounding. He gives the message, and then suddenly the angel is joined by a multitude of angels praising God. You see how this works. Now, the Greek word for the number of angels that suddenly appeared uh, there is plethos. And why would we care about the Greek word? Well, this, the New Testament originally was written in language, the Greek language. And so we go back and look at some of these words and find, you know, what is, what is, what is a, a multitude? <laughs> what are they referring to? And this word plethos. And you can think of, well, it's the word plethora, right? We get the word plethora from, from this, ancient, this Greek word plethos. Plethos means beyond counting. You know, it's beyond counting. There is no exact number. It's it's a it's a multitude. It's a plethos. It's a plethora. It's a plethora of of heavenly host. It's beyond counting. So if one angel calls him to be surrounded by the radiance of the Lord's glory, what would fifty do, or a hundred, or a thousand? What we have here is the radiance of the Lord's glory times beyond counting. That's what we have here. This is Christmas light. Now, fast forward a few hours from the shepherds. They had seen the Messiah. They'd seen the baby. They'd seen Jesus. And they made it widely known that, that all they had heard and seen, the Messiah is here, Emmanuel. God is now here. And their main message wasn't, we've seen angels. Their main message wasn't, oh, what a, oh you can't believe the bright lights. It wasn't, oh, we've never been so afraid. It wasn't, oh, we just had this supernatural experience. No, their message was, Jesus is Messiah. God is now here. There is hope. There is joy. And all who heard this news was astonished. All who heard the news were astonished. Mary pondered these things in her heart. And the shepherds returned to their flocks, glorifying and praising God. They were shining with Christmas light. Even though they were shepherds, there was something about the way they were telling their story that made people want to listen. And those who listened were astonished. God is now here. It's a pretty big deal. We are all, we are all leading and influencing someone. Whether you believe it or not, there is someone looking at your life that, that is, that is, uh, that's paying attention in such a way that you are leading and influencing them. And every single one of us has an influence on at least one life. The question is, where are you going to lead them? I don't think the shepherds wrote Silent Night that night. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be too silent. I don't think they spent the day in scholarly reflection of what they did. I think they just, they just let their light shine. Let's do that. Let's live as Christmas lights, shining the joy of Jesus onto others. Take this next step this week, this week, the week of Christmas. Intentionally look for opportunities to share the good news of great joy with someone. Trust me, there are people around you in your lives, in your family, in your home, in your workplace. There are strangers and people that you know that need to be reminded of the good news of great joy. And just maybe, just perhaps, there's someone who's never had this kind of Christmas light before. May you be the, may you be the one who introduces them to the Christmas light, Jesus. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for being the light that shines in us and through us, not just at Christmas, but all year round. And Lord, as we reflect on it on this fourth Sunday of Advent, this Sunday where we uh, just celebrate and anticipate joy, 
Lord, may you make us lights of joy. This week especially, Lord, I pray that you would give us opportunities to shine the light of great joy, to share the good news of great joy with, with, with at least one person in our lives, if not more. Lord, we keep reminding us of who you are and who we are, your dearly loved children. And that even when we feel like we have a, we, we, we've lost a purpose or, or we, we feel alone and just, we just feel like we don't fit in anywhere, Lord, remind us that we fit in with you. That is the good news. And whatever other news that we have, the good news is better than that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.